Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Welcome to December. Um, hope everyone's staying warm, feeling festive. Uh, we are here to round out our list for now of uh, X-Men that we really should have talked about a while ago based on how popular they are uh, with Jubilee. Um, who, like Gambit, is a very, very, very 90s character, um, but in a completely opposite way. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, instead of, uh, Gambit 90s edginess, it's 90s, uh, bright colors and rollerblading. (laughs) It's pop. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, we... Love that for her. Um, so Jubilee is, uh, the creation of, uh, Chris Claremont and Mark Silvestri. And she first shows up in 1989. Um, so again, the, like, most of her, like, character development is happening at the start of the 90s. Um, her real name is Jubilation Lee. Um, great name. <laughs> incredible name. Yes. Easily shortened to, uh, equally great, I think, superhero code name. Um, she is Chinese American. Uh, her parents are, I believe, I think her parents are Chinese immigrants. So she's like a, first generation, like, Chinese-American. Um, she has a relatively normal childhood, um, growing up in California. Uh, not getting kidnapped by Mr. Sinister. Not (laughs) For once, you know, I don't, I don't know if Jubilee has ever, she's, I'm sure she has interacted with Mr. Sinister at some point. Um, but I don't know if she's had, like, any significant interactions with Mr. Sinister. So, like, good for, good for you, kid. <laughs> yeah. She's had some other stuff going on. But, like, I don't think Mr. Sinister has caused any of her problems. So, um, that's, that's good. Uh, she, uh, spends her time, cause this is, like, the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, and this, like, kind of, like, mall culture is, like, really, you know, a big deal in the zeitgeist. So she spends most of her time hanging around the mall. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Roller skating. Uh, getting into trouble. Uh, she's also a, uh, gymnast, um, which is always something they love. <laughs> To throw into character backstories to have them be, like, very accomplished athletes to explain why they can do most of the superhero (laughs) stuff that their superhero powers don't cover. It's like, why? Like, her power set is this. Why can she run so good? Well, you see, she ran track in high school. Why is she doing Um, flips and shit? Gymnast. Yeah, she's a gymnast. She's actually an Olympic-level gymnast. It's wild that... (laughs) So many of those end up with superpowers. Anyways. You um, think that they would start, like, testing, like, the way that America is, they would start testing for the mutant gene before you could get into the Olympics. Yeah, you would think. Um, she, uh, discovers that, so, because this is comic books, um, her parents end up getting killed um it's initially made i think it's initially like made to look like a car crash and then it turns out they were actually murdered and i think they've like kind of like retconned if you like or they've like added in like oh you thought that these guys were responsible for the murder but actually it was this guy who was really in charge um, I don't know why <laughs> her parents are killed. As as far as I know, they were normal. 
Um, so I don't know what the intent was there. Um, Especially if it was like, we killed this person and then tried to cover it up and there's like this whole mystery around it. Yeah. Like, people get murdered. That's a normal thing that happens in our awful, awful country. Um, Sure. It could just be a regular murder. (laughs) (laughs) It could. Sometimes it happens, you know? Sometimes, Sometimes people just be getting murdered. Is this the most cynical we've ever gotten on this podcast? Sometimes people just get murdered. Sometimes people just die. Listen, this is an important lesson for children who read comic books to understand. Is sometimes people just die. There's not a reason. For no reason. It's comic books have led you astray. Sometimes people yeah. just die. I mean, that is what happens to Batman, except for the times where they try to be like, oh, it was actually like, you know, somebody like set this up. In real Batman origins, good Batman origins, it is just like, wow, real bad timing. (laughs) Sometimes people just die. Sometimes people just get murdered. (laughs) Sometimes people just get murdered in an alleyway, okay? And then you spend your whole life training to prevent murders. Yeah, you know, normal. Um, anyways, we're not talking about Batman. No. I mean, but in a we're way, always we're talking always about talking about Batman. About Batman. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Because of who we are as people. Um, when Jubilee's parents get killed, she uh, starts just, like, living in the mall. Um, she, I think she goes to, like, a foster home for, like, a little bit. And then she's like, nah, and she runs away. She's like, this place uh, sucks. She... I'm going to the mall. Yes, I'm going to the mall. I've got my roller skates. Place... I can outskate a mall cop. Yeah, Paul exactly. Blart can't catch me. Paul Blart cannot catch Jubilee. Um, so she is hiding out in the mall. Um, she at some point is being uh chased by mall security, who are like, "Hey, you can't live in the mall." Um, when her <laughs> Mutant powers first show up, um, which are, uh, so she makes these fireworks. It's, it's, it's sort of vaguely defined. Um, she creates these little colorful explosions, um, that she mostly uses to, like, blind people or, like, uh, you know, knock things over or, like, create diversions. But they are capable of being, like, way more powerful and, like, causing a lot of damage. Um, So there's been some kind of, like, you know, various storylines where it's, like, ooh, you know, if, like, if Jubilee tapped into her true potential, she could be, like, unbelievably powerful or, like, um, you know, her be, like causing a lot of damage, like, in a moment of, you know, fear or distress, and then being like, oh my god, I'm, like, scared of, like, how much damage I can cause, that sort of thing. Um, but it is mostly just kind of, like... Arcane Trickster Rogue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it is pretty Arcane Trickster Rogue. And it, like, works, it's, like, a very, like visually striking and obvious power. Um, and she has this, like, very, very iconic design that's, like, very 90s looking with, like, the big yellow coat and, like, the big, like, pink sunglasses. Um, and it's, like, it's sort of funny because, like, Boom Boom is, like, kind of, has, like, a somewhat similar power, um, and is also very, like, designed as a very kind of like of the moment like teen girl but is like just like a few years earlier like more that for like the mid 80s that jubilee is for like the early 90s but uh jubilee's the one who ends up being a much more significant character because she gets kind of uh attached to the main x-men team which we will get to in a second. Um, but she, uh, yeah, she discovers her mutant powers as she's trying to run away from these mall cops. 
Uh, and then the mall cops end up, uh, calling this squad of, uh, mutant hunters, uh, called the M Squad, who, uh, are not, not that important. They basically just show up, like, in Inferno and here. Um, and they're not very good mutant hunters. I mean, I guess obviously, because they've never posed a threat in any other X-Men comic. Um, but, uh, Jubilee is, uh, trying to get away from them, and, uh, a bunch of the X-Men happen to be at this mall, just, like, shopping. <laughs> um, and intervene and save Jubilee, and then they're like, okay, bye. They're like, why did this mall call the mutant cops on this homeless girl? <laughs> the why, fuck? I, why did they, yeah, why did they call the mutant cops on this homeless orphan teen? Um... But also, why aren't we doing anything about this hopeless orphan teen? Because they just leave. Um, X-Men? X-Men. Come on. Um, it's especially like... Just like, alright, we've solved your problem. You're no longer being chased by the mutant cops. And she's like, I literally have nowhere to live. I live in this mall. Can you please take me somewhere that's not a mall? Um... It's like, I live here. This is still a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like some, like some X-Men, I can understand being like, okay, bye. But it's like, one of them Storm. Like, Storm is definitely the type of person who would be like, hey. I've been we there. Should I get do it. something. <laughs> um, anyways, but. Like, Scott, I would understand being like, job well done, everybody. <laughs> job well done. Let's all go home. We, you know. We're too, we have too much going on to try and fix this teen's life. And Storm um, just like, I'm sorry, no. We no. live in a mansion. Yeah. Currently, We're taking her with us. I will say, currently they do not live in a mansion at Damn this it. point. This is when they're in Australia. But oh. still, they have like a whole like, they have like a base. Like it's still not like probably would not be as cool of a place for a teen to live as a mansion, but it would probably be better than a mall where she's being chased by Paul Blart. Is is Charles Xavier still in space and or dead? He, he, uh, yeah, he's not around. I don't know exactly <laughs> where he is at this time, but it's not here. <laughs> and Magneto's already had his heel turn, so the new mutants can't take her in. Yeah, the new mutants have a lot, a lot going on. Um, what happens is that, uh, they portal back to their, uh, their Australia base, uh, and Jubilee sneakily follows them through, um, and then is just hiding in the base for a while. Just um, like the mall. <laughs> just like in the mall. Um, except there's no, uh, mutant hunting cops here, so that's an improvement. Um, She's like, I don't have to deal with Paul Blart. I don't have to deal with Paul Blart. I am just, like, in the X-Men's basement, like, stealing food, but that's fine. Um, and while she is hiding in the base, she, uh, sees Wolverine, uh, get taken by the Reavers, who are a uh, team of evil cyborgs, who hate Wolverine especially. Um, all the X-Men, but Wolverine most of all. Um, and uh, she is like, well, I'm not really equipped to deal with this, but uh, I think, like, I think the rest of the team is, like, dispersed or like on a mission or like i i don't know what the exact circumstances are but like the rest of the x-men aren't able to help and jubilee's like well i can't just leave that angry hairy man to be I've tortured been living by in his house i've been living in his house stealing um, his food yeah so she uh sneaks after him uh finds wolverine in extremely bad shape uh, but is able to, uh, help him escape and get him back to 
the base. Uh, at which point, while Wolverine is recovering, the Reavers come back looking for them, and the two of them have to skedaddle. Um, so... Not a very secure base. Not, it seems like not a great base. Um, so this is kind of an interesting thing, because it means that Jubilee's early appearances are, like, not being part of the X-Men for a lot, just being sort of, you know, living in the X-Men's house secretly. Um, and then a bunch of her early superhero adventures are just her and Wolverine. Um, because the two of them end up, they, uh, go to Madripoor, there's a bunch of stuff with Psylocke, I think this is when, um, the whole Psylocke Quanon body swap thing happens, um, which, uh... (laughs) We did, we did, we did a Betsy Braddock episode. You can go listen to us try and tackle that. Um, (laughs) and, uh, after they, like, kind of help deal with that, they, like, she's in a bunch of Wolverine's kind of solo adventures, uh, where she's, like, teaming up with him. So this is kind of a thing where, um... Like, the idea of, like, Wolverine plus, like, teen girl sidekick was kind of introduced with Kitty Pride. Um, but that was, like, Kitty wasn't introduced to, like, be Wolverine's sidekick. And it's, like, she went on a couple of, like, solo adventure, like, life-changing field trips with Wolverine, as you do. Um, and, like, the two of them bonded and had this kind of you know, relationship where he was, like, very protective of her. Um, but Jubilee is the one who, like, really kind of, like, like, one of Jubilee's, like, primary identities is, like, Wolverine's teen girl sidekick. And really kind of, like, cements this idea of, like, rather than, like, Wolverine and Kitty went on some adventures one time. It's, like, a teen girl sidekick is a thing that Wolverine has. (laughs) It's just part of who he is. I mean, it's a very good dynamic. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, I love it. I think it's a great idea. Um, you should absolutely uh, give this cranky man a, like, surrogate daughter who he can be extremely protective of. Um, it's great stuff. Uh, and you see, like, it carries through, you know, in Logan's relationship with, Laura Kinney, later on, um, they, like, introduce the same thing in, like, the live-action X-Men movies with him and Rogue, um, it's just, it's, I mean, it's great, it's, it's a, it is genuinely, it's a good trope, I like it, um, but she is hanging out with Wolverine, um, they end up going to Genosha, uh, while a bunch of the Genosha stuff is happening, um, where she and Logan help rescue, uh, Richter and Boom Boom, um, a couple of other characters, uh, and then, after she's been on a bunch of these adventures with Wolverine, um, finally, Professor X is back from, I think, being in space. And, uh, finally, Logan is able to take Jubilee to the mansion and be like, hey, uh, this girl was living in our house for a while, and then me and her just, like, went off on a bunch of adventures together. Can she be on the X-Men? Hey, this girl saved my life. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's qualification enough, don't you? I think, I think that's really just kind of settles it. Snuck by herself. Just to save me. A person she barely knows. A person who she was just living in the house of. Um, so, Professor X says yes, uh, obviously. He's like, I'm always looking to adopt more kids. Yes. Um, and she becomes an X-Men member. Um, so she's on the team for... 
a while. Again, she has like kind of a similar role to Kitty as this sort of, you know, like sidekick, like kind of like the sort of reader surrogate character. Um, they could be like, wow, this kid's on the X-Men. Like, I could be on the X-Men. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of stories of being like, I don't know if we should, like, bring Jubilee on this mission. It's so dangerous. And she's like, no, I want to help. Like, I want to be a real X-Men. Like, all, all of that stuff. Um, while, uh, she is there, um, there's a cute moment that I saw a little bit of, uh, where... One of the times where Charles is temporarily able to walk again, I think it might, I think it's after Strife tries to kill him. And then when he, when they like heal him, he's like able to walk again for a little bit. Jubilee's also, um, when they have that whole thing where Cable's evil clone tries to kill Professor X and everyone's like, oh my God, Cable's evil. Jubilee's the first one who's like, Maybe Cable's not evil, and it's, like, a guy who looks like Cable or was disguising himself as Cable, because it's, like... It seems to me like that's a thing that happens to us. It seems like that's something that happens, and, like, Cable... I haven't been here that long, but Cable hasn't given any indication that he's, like, evil. Like, Cable's still hanging out with the new mutants? Like, I think we're fine. I think maybe we should consider this. Uh... But there's a cute moment where, uh, when Professor X is able to, like, walk again for a little bit, she goes rollerblading with him. Um, and then after he's like, oh, I'm sad, I'm not gonna be able to use my legs anymore. He's like, but I'll always have the amazing memory of the time we went rollerblading together. Incredible. Aw. Um. And she's like, Charles, I'll just go rollerblading and push your wheelchair. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's not, it, it's a different experience, but it'll it's still a, be fun. But, like, the important thing is us spending time together doing something we enjoy. <laughs> we can still do that. That doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, she also, uh, bonds with Ileana, who is a little kid again at <laughs> this time, because after Inferno, she, like, sacrificed herself and then got de-aged basically and now she she went back to live with their parents for a little bit and then something happened and she got like kidnapped and they were like okay it's probably safer for her to live at the mansion so like little kid Ileana is living at the mansion um and Jubilee like becomes like close with her and it's like you know like playing with her and stuff um and then when Ileana dies from the legacy virus Um, Jubilee is very, very upset. I mean, everyone's very upset by it. Like, that's the point. It's, like, extremely sad that, like, a seven-year-old child has died. Um, but Jubilee has, like, a really big kind of character moment of, like, oh my god, you know, like, sometimes really terrible tragedies happen in this life and there's nothing you can do about it. Um. Didn't, girl, wasn't, weren't your parents murdered? Yeah. (laughs) But she got she has a new dad, so she's been coping with that, okay. I guess. Um quick aside. Do you think Wolverine has a wallet with all his teen daughters it, pictures in it? Yes, definitely. I don't think he has any money, but I think he does have the pictures. It's just like one of those wallets that has like the huge thing of foldouts for a bunch of yes. pictures. Yeah, exactly. Like Maze Hughes. Yeah. Um Except unlike Maze, he's not like, look at my beautiful daughters. He just like, every time he's sad, he just opens it up and he's like, wow. Yeah. No, if anyone tried to look at his beautiful daughters, he'd be like, what are you doing? Don't fucking touch my stuff. It's like, I'm not trying to steal your money. And it's like, I don't even have money in there. Get out. I don't have money in there. I just don't. Get away. It's not, it's not your problem. Um, It's like, why do you have a picture of Kitty and (laughs) Jubilee? They're my daughters. They're my Love kids. Um, so uh, Logan ends up leaving the team uh, because Magneto rips all the adamantium out of his body and he almost dies. Magneto, that's rude. It was pretty rude of him, for sure. That's his skeleton. Um, <laughs> he eats that. It's his fucking bones, dude. 
<laughs> um, so while he's, uh, dealing with this, he decides to leave. Um, he, uh, writes Jubilee a letter and, uh, leaves, <laughs> leaves her his hat. He has this cowboy hat that he, like, gives to her, um, which is so cute. <laughs> Um, but also, like, you should just have, a, like, a conversation with her, but obviously he's not going to, because it's Logan. He's Emotions. like, I'm bad, at, I'm bad at Felix, I gotta go. Um, but, uh, Jubilee's pretty upset, um, and ultimately she ends up joining the new teen X-Men team that gets formed in the 90s, uh, Generation X. Um... It's basically, like, there's, uh, Phalanx Covenant happens, the Phalanx attacks the X-Men, a bunch of, like, uh, teen mutants get kidnapped, um, Jubilee teams up with, uh, Banshee and Emma Frost to help save them, and then after they save the teens, um, Banshee and Emma are like, hey, do you kids want to be like, trained to use your powers and be, like, a, you know, teen X-Men team. We will teach you. Um, so the team is, uh, her, uh, Sink, Husk, Paige Guthrie, Sam Guthrie's sister, um, Monet Saint-Croix, uh, Skin, and Chamber. Um, so she is on that team for a while, she's, like, she's not, like, the leader, but she is, like, one of the, you know, more prominent members because she's the one who, you know, existed in X-Men comics for a long time before this and was, like, a popular character. Um, she has, like, a couple, um, she has, like, sort of a romantic interest in Sync, um, but Sync has a crush on Monet. Um, she also, she ends up having, like, a, um, sort of a relationship with Skin, um, because after the, um, it's, like, sort of, like, there's something going on, I think, during Generation X, and then after the end of the book, it's, like, the two of them go to, uh, LA together, um, and Jubilee tries to get into acting with Skin, like, supporting her, and then it doesn't go very well, um, and they end up coming back. Also during Gen X, at, like, some point while she was with Wolverine was when she, like, initially found, like, seemingly the people who killed her parents, and then during Gen X is, like, when it's, like, oh, this is, like, this is the real person who killed my parents, um, and, you know, superhero moment, almost kills him, ultimately doesn't, you know how it always goes. Um, but that, that, as far as I know, that's been the last word on Jubilee's parents. It's like, this guy, it was definitely this guy, we've taken care of it. Case closed. Um, when she and Skin end up coming back, um, the two of them, along with some other characters, including Magma, <laughs> poor Magma, um, get, uh, attacked by the, you know, newest, like, mutant rights, anti-mutant group du mutant jour. Mutant hate group. <laughs> mutant hate group. Um. The, the bigots of the day. The bigots of the day, yes. Um, and are crucified on, uh, the front lawn of the mansion. Um, that's so, rough. That is, that's rough. That's quite bad. Like, that's grim. Although that does bring me to a glib question. Sure. Was Jesus Christ a mutant? Okay. Um, I feel like probably this is something that has been addressed in the Marvel <laughs> Universe, which I, like... <laughs> Hate to think about, but I'm like, probably at some point this has come up. Got a bunch of weird powers. He does, listen, he can do a bunch of weird stuff. There's not really another explanation for it. Think about it. Also with the way these X-Men are dying and coming back. 
<laughs> exactly. Jesus was the first one. It actually wasn't Jean Grey. It was Jesus Christ started this trend. <laughs> um. Anyways, so Jubilee is uh survives uh because they're able to like heal her uh but Skin is killed uh by this which Jubilee's very upset about um and at, so we're getting into this is like the early two thousands at this point which is why this story is so grim um but this is also when we're like okay it's not the nineties anymore um. And they're going to start to struggle a little to figure out what to do with Jubilee. Um, because after this, she has a uh, brief solo series where it's like she finds out she has like uh, an aunt, an alive aunt who lives in L.A. Um, who like she goes to stay with for a little bit and then her aunt turns out to be an assassin. <laughs> Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the freaking way? Um, and, uh, I think her aunt gets killed off at the end of it also, and Wolverine comes together, and Jubilee's like, well, god I guess, I guess I'll, this just keeps happening. Um. Wolverine's like, hey, kid, sorry. Hey, sorry about this. Um, and then she... Uh, loses her powers after House of M. She's one of the characters who, uh, gets no more mutants. Duh. Um. Damn. I know. Uh, and she, uh, well, first there's, like, a plot beat that I, like, another thing that I'm, like, obsessed with, which is, uh, she goes to, like, a safe house, um, for like, depowered mutants, and then it gets attacked, and she gets kidnapped, and... Not a very safe house. Yeah, a very unsafe house, and Wolverine, in order to save her, turns himself in to S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who are, like, hunting him down for whatever reason. He's Wolverine, he did something. Um, and he's like, look, I'm like, I'm surrendering, I'll go with you, I'll do what you want, but you have to save Jubilee. And they do... And then Jubilee doesn't know that he did that, and she thinks Logan just ditched her. And I'm like, oh no! Um, Very sad. I love that shit. That's She's like, stuff. hey, S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, thanks for the assist. Anyway, where's my dad? Where's my freaking dad? Um, Obviously, they get, you know, they get this this misunderstanding sorted out, and, and Wolverine's okay and all that. But, like, fun stuff. Um, Then there's a book called New Warriors. Um, which is about a bunch of, like, depowered mutants who, like, use technology to, not to give themselves powers, but they give themselves, like, suits and weapons and stuff that they can use. Um, most of which have, like, not, like, not, like, replicating their original powers, just, like, new random stuff. Um, so... Jubilee joins this team with, she gets this, like, suit that gives her super strength, and she starts going by Wondra, um, along with, uh, Chambers also on the team, um, a few other characters, uh, but this, again, like, just sort of weird, just sort of like, what, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do with Jubilee? Um... And then arguably she's she's Wondra now. She's Wondra now. Um how wonderful. Yes. Arguably an even weirder thing happens, which is that um after the New Warriors series ends and the team disbands, uh Jubilee is back to just being normal Jubilee with no powers. Um the X-Men are living on Utopia. Um, and Jubilee decides not to go because she's like, well, I don't have my powers anymore. I would feel out of place. Um, and then Pixie comes to check up on her. Um, and while the two of them are hanging out, a guy, like, runs into daylight at this, like, you know, outdoor, like, square where they're, like, getting coffee. Uh, runs into daylight and explodes. 
Um, and it turns out that the guy was a vampire, and that oh, what uh, is this Twilight? Yeah, you're telling me. Um, the guy was a vampire, and <laughs> and everyone, he thought his girlfriend died. <laughs> he thought his girlfriend died. Um, everyone who got like came into contact with the exploding vampire blood and bits, um, is slowly turning into a vampire, including Jubilee. <laughs> um, so the okay. X-Men are, Yeah. So this is a story called Curse of the Mutants, which is, um, about- I did come it, across this several times doing show notes the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, it's like, Dracula's son- like, takes control of, like, all of the different, like, vampire sects, um, and is, like, trying to, like, consolidate power, and he came up with this, like, vampire suicide bomber plan, and he, like, wanted to get one of the X-Men turned into a vampire so they can, like, use her against the X-Men, or, like, kidnap her, and then, like, they want to, like, lure the X-Men to them and, like, turn the X-Men into vampires. And then it's, like, a bunch of, like, the X-Men, like, talking about how to kill vampires. And then they have to, like, team up with Dracula because Dracula's like, I'm alive and I hate that my son, like, sees power from me. <laughs> it's, it's, Sometimes it's, you forget that in the Marvel Universe it's canon that Dracula fought on the side of uh, the Allies in World War II. Yeah, boy, sometimes. And then you're like, oh, right, Dracula's here. (laughs) Yeah, oh, it's Dracula again. Um, But, uh, so all of this happens, and, like, the whole time they're trying to figure out how to um, make Jubilee not be a vampire, um, and she does, like, briefly go, like, evil and, like, bites Wolverine, but then he recovers because of his healing factor. Um, and then after the story's over, she's just still a vampire. (laughs) Um, and then she's still a vampire for a while. It's like, they help her, like, deal with her, you know, like, vampire, you know, urges and and bloodthirst and everything. And then she teams up with Wolverine again. They, like, um, she shows up in the X-23 solo series where the two of them, like, work together. Um, and talk about, like, Laura's like, yeah, I was, like, you know, cloned, like, genetically created to be a killer. And Jubilee's like, yeah, I'm a vampire now. I get it. (laughs) Um, and then she, like, goes to, like, study with, like, this, like, vampire sort of, uh, someone's honking. Wow, someone's honking really loud out there. Um, Yeah, I can hear that through the call. Damn, okay, they're mad. Um... She, uh, goes to, like, study with this, like, group of vampires who are, like, have, like, trained themselves to, you know, suppress their evil natures. Um, and then if that wasn't, like, a wild enough thing to throw at her, she adopts a baby. Um. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, like, sure, cool, but it's just kind of, like, okay, I guess. Um, she, like finds that there's this whole extremely complicated storyline about this uh, sentient bacteria called Archaea, which is related to another sentient bacteria that the X-Men also had to fight. And then it's like, this is its sister. Um, But it's like, there's Jubilee finds like a baby who got like infected with this and his like parents died. So she adopts the baby. He gets better. Um, and she names him, uh, Shogo, and, uh, yeah, after this, um, there's a period where Kitty becomes headmistress of the school, and she invites Jubilee to become a teacher there, uh, and one thing that's very cute is she and Chamber, um, who's also, like, there teaching, end up, like, being really close and chamber sort of helps like co-parent shogo um and he like lets jubilee feed off of him when she needs to because she's still a vampire (laughs) um and do love that uh, i mean yeah no that's great shit 
Um, and it's like sort of, it's like initially kind of like, as I understand it, like platonic, but there's maybe some feelings there. And then it becomes like more romantic, like towards like as the series goes on. Um, but I don't know how like, uh, far their relationship ever actually goes. Um, I mean, co-parenting and, um, vampiric intimacy pretty pretty close platonic yeah. or not like yeah no for sure um shortly before uh we get into krakoa stuff uh they finally <laughs> undo the vampire thing um because uh jubilee gets uh almost killed uh, and then Quentin Quire, for some reason at this point, has, like, a fragment of the Phoenix Force. Um, and he uses it to, uh, heal Jubilee, and it also undoes the, the vampire situation, and it gives her her powers back. Um... And he he was he was one of Jubilee's students, which is why it's not like he doesn't just show up out of nowhere. It's like he had like a an attachment to her as his teacher. Um, it's like then, she taught me a lot of really good shit. Yeah, and I don't. Want <laughs> I would her to, hate to see her die. Yeah. Um, after this, we get into Krakoa. Um, on Krakoa, Jubilee's also on. Uh, Excalibur, funnily enough, which is something she has in common with Rogue and Gambit. Um, she, uh, when they go to Otherworld, um, Shogo gets turned into a dragon because of, uh, Otherworld magic. Um, and then he's just kind of, like, <laughs> hanging out as a dragon. Uh, and then he ends up having to stay in Otherworld as a dragon um and when jubilee comes back uh from excalibur she there's a uh exterminators miniseries where it's like her boom boom and dazzler i think like teaming up to like fight vampires which is pretty funny and uh then she is uh, one of the people who's elected to the X-Men in the most recent Hellfire Gala, uh, which did <laughs> end up with her exploding. Um, obviously it's not going to be permanent because it's X-Men, like not only because it's X-Men, but because in like, uh, post Hellfire Gala interviews, like Jerry Duggan was like very heavily like, yeah, I mean, we did pick those team members for a reason. Like, uh, I don't know. You're probably going to see them again in some way. Uh, so, like, and, she, like, she's also Jubilee. Despite how weird the past, like, 20-ish years have been, she's still, like, a very recognizable popular character. So I think she'll be fine. But yeah, and they went through all the trouble of, like, resetting her to pre-vampire, pre-baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're like, damn, we gotta write out the vampirism and we gotta write out the baby. We gotta get rid of this baby. Um. Can we have Mr. Sinister kidnap it? No, <laughs> no, they'll just get it back. They always get those freaking babies back. Um, but, yeah, so that is where Jubilee stands as of recording. His current status exploded. Um, <laughs> but she'll be okay. Um, did you have anything to add or anything else to discuss? No, I haven't been reading because I'm just, just uh, just cosplay baby. Yeah, ALA is in one calendar month as of recording, Whew. and I'm still on the wait list for the masquerade, so I have to act as if I'm gonna be in it <laughs> so that I'm not just like scrambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm currently working on wig and the mantle, and then that's, like, everything 
I mean, I could even do this without the mantle, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have it done, but the wig is the only, like, essential piece that I don't have finished. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done the cloak yet, but I already uh, accepted, uh, and even if I get into the masquerade, the jacket strong enough to at least be judged. Uh-huh. <sighs> How about you? Um, I did, I have, I just finished, um, Parasocial by Alex DeCampi and Erica Henderson, um, which we had mentioned maybe possibly doing like a book club bonus episode for, so I'm not going to talk about it too much right now, just in case, um, but it is a really interesting uh kind of psychological horror comic um very inspired by uh Stephen King's Misery the book the, the book Misery by Stephen King not like the emotion <laughs> that Stephen King may or may not have but uh and also we are big big fans of Erica Henderson in this house um Thank you, Erica, for all thank, you've given us. <laughs> thank you, Erica. We appreciate it. Um, so that was very cool. Um, was there anything? I feel like oh, there was a um in X Men news. There was some uh significant X Men revelations over the past week. I don't know. Um, X Men revelations sounds like it could be an actual like event. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> Um, they just start getting into books of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but, so, for people who are not aware, um, the original concept for the character of Nightcrawler um, that was hinted at, like, in some 80s X-Men issues was that um, Mystique and Destiny, uh, who were... As we touched on with Rogue, like, heavily, heavily, heavily implied to be a lesbian couple, but they weren't allowed to, like, say that on the page. The idea was that Mystique and Destiny were Nightcrawler's biological parents, um, and Mystique had, like, shapeshifted herself to, like, have a dick so that they could, like, conceive a child with the two of them. And Marvel was like, okay, if we're not going to let you say that these two are lesbians, we're definitely not going to let you say that they conceived a child together through shapeshifting. Um, so it was just yeah, Marvel's like, just like, fuck it, why not? Yeah, because, well, because it was like, you know, they kind of like talked around it for a while. They like alluded to this like connection with him and mystique i think at some point they established maybe that mystique is his mother but they don't talk about like i'm pretty sure because there was like a when i was going through rogue stuff there was like a oh hey we're siblings (laughs) yeah 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 um and then in like the 2000s they do uh they introduce azazel (laughs) who people may or may not be familiar with and they're like this is Kurt's dad. It's this demon guy who you've never seen before. He and Mystique fucked, and this is Kurt's dad. Um, and, uh, finally, this past week, uh, in a one-shot called X-Men Blue Origins, which is tied into the kind of current, uh, Nightcrawler as Spider-Man comic, um, Mystique told Kurt, the whole story was like, yeah, I lied about the whole Azazel thing. Um, me and Destiny are your biological parents, as it was originally intended. Um, so diversity win. <laughs> Evil lesbians had a baby. Through shapeshifting. Through shapeshifting. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, Marvel. Um, thank you, you know, whatever writers out there have been like... <laughs> It's 2023. Please, please, can we finally just do this? Can we just commit to this? Please, we've been holding on to this for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's just been in the draft somewhere. Um, 
So congratulations to Nightcrawler. Congratulations to lesbians. Um, yeah, that was very, I didn't actually, I didn't pick up the issue. I just like saw people talking about it in a few of the relevant panels, but, uh, yay. Um, but I think that's the only other thing I wanted to talk about. So thank you all for joining us. If you would like to keep up with Capes and Japes, see when we post new episodes, you can follow us at Capes and Japes, um, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have uh, questions or recommendations or anything like that. Um, we have a Patreon. Uh, we recorded our uh, November bonus episode recently where I talked about uh, some of the comics I read from the Shortbox Comics Fair this year. Um, so with love for people to subscribe to that um if you don't want to do that but you want to help out the show in some other way um leaving a rating and review is very cool telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it and just coming back and joining us as you've done once again so thank you for being with us for today's episode of capes and japes i have been olivia and I have been Briar, and as always, they should turn more characters into vampires. <laughs> it's fun! Just try it! It's fun, it's neat! Yeah! Uh.